This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Success Street, the podcast that brings you the information you need to safeguard and optimize your payment acceptance process. This has never been more important as cyber breaches are on the rise along with the need for touch-free and online credit card processing. Join your host, nationally recognized credit card acceptance and e-commerce expert, Jennifer D'Angelo, as she explores the latest trends in essential business operating solutions through conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. She will provide the business resources you require to expertly manage change. Now, here's your host, Jennifer D'Angelo. Good day, successstreet.net listeners. Today, I have Kathy McCarty, and Kathy is on my podcast today to speak to you CEOs on the protection through prevention, the hidden financial business risk topic. And um, one of the things that she is going to highlight is the, um, let me just dive into it. It's the epidemic of um, meth in our societies. Um, the CDC estimates in 2017, there were over 1.6 million users um, that were recorded anyway. Um, and we want to talk to you about uh, fraud management um, tools to prevent um, and protect you and, um, and in terms of insurance. And, um, and there's a lot of other things. Now, Kathy has a website too. You can refer to meth toxins with an S awareness alliance.com. Again, meth, um, like a methamphetamine, right? Correct. Toxins with an S awareness alliance.com. Welcome, Kathy. Let's hear about you, your story, how your story impacts the CEO listeners, how we can help. Um, protect through prevention from your st story and why is meth such a topic of relevance today? What do you think? Jennifer, thank you for having me. I'm so appreciative of this opportunity to bring uh, uh, the, the situation around meth toxins and the devastating impacts that it could have on our health as well as our finances. So thank you for that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll be really brief. Um, I've had a, I had a 20, um, I'm sorry, I had a 30 plus year career in banking and lending. Uh, I retired uh, in, as a, an executive uh, for a large commercial bank that I managed and it is because I had a health event. And so in that process of navigating through that event um, in 2017 and 2018, I decided to rent out our family home in the foothills uh, west of Denver, Colorado, in a community of Evergreen. Uh, all three of my uh, kids at that time uh, were in one level of college, and so I was the only one at home, and I decided to rent out the family home to offset some of the costs that are associated with a health event. 
in the process of doing that in 2018, I used a property manager, ma property management company, uh, an agent uh, that I was familiar with. Uh, I went through putting all the what I thought were all the right protections in place when one rents their home out. I'm, uh, I'm familiar with that process. I've been a landlord in the past. And um, what I found in that process uh, and asking all the right questions through the vetting process that they had and whatnot um, uh, in the fall of 2018, October, I had a situation happen at the home where there was a water line break outside the home. I came to investigate and see what needed to be done to fix it. Uh, and that, that day I found some hardware behind my home that was very suspect. I sent that information to uh, somebody in law enforcement that I knew. It turned out to be a THC extraction system. And because I live in the forest, there's lots of trees. Uh, there was hardware that was uh, related to fire and propane and butane and things like that that seemed highly um, volatile. Um, I, I called, um, I met with law enforcement and in the process within a couple of days of them getting a search warrant that they served, uh, they learned that there was additional uh, drug use and manufacturing going on inside the home, which was uh, a full on meth lab. Wow. Yeah. So let me ask you some obvious questions, Kathy. And I know we spoke briefly, but for the sake of the listeners, one would think when they, because I'm starting to look for a property, you look for a business property and, you know, you have an appraisal mm -hmm. and, you, you know, you have a realtor that's been, you know, usually they, they, they look around and they give you good advice too. And that's from the, you know, the, the beginning of the search. And then you find a property, you like the property and it needs to be insured. Why wasn't it, you know, because I know where you're going to go with part of your story and, Every step of the way, and this is where we come back to the topic, how do you, how can we protect ourselves by prevention? And um, it didn't work. It didn't work for me. You, you said that it wasn't picked up on the appraisal. I just asked you prior to the call. There was no insurance to protect you once you bought the property. Uh, um, well, law enforcement didn't say, did, I'm surprised now even to learn I'm sorry, I'm a little emotional about that, but law enforcement didn't say, hey, you know, we're going to look into this some more. And we know about the dangers and the toxins and how dangerous it could be to live in that house. And then what it may mean for your financial investment. Uh, if Right. 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 Um, there are many, many different recommendations that one could make depending upon where they are in their process. For me, I already own the home. I did, not, uh, um, I did not have it tested for meth before I bought it uh, because I didn't even know that that was an issue. Right. I had owned this home several years, uh, but the concentrations and the levels were so significant beyond our state standards that it was obvious due to his manufacturing of it that uh, the impact came from the tenant who was already there. When it comes to people who are uh, thinking of purchasing property, whether it's residential or commercial, um, it's important um, to have the home tested. Uh, what I learned, it, it's not an issue directly with inner city properties. Uh, it's 
it's in all areas of communities, including my community, uh, whether the home is uh, a starter property or a multi-million dollar home and everything in between. There are people within our lives that come and go in our homes that for whatever reason, um, make a choice to consume meth by smoking it or manufacturing it that will impact the home and it can be impacted with just one use. It could be a visitor, it could be a family member that's a guest, uh, it could be a uh, person that contracts that we bring into our home. It, unfortunately, those are the realities that I've learned in this process. So unfortunately, we know it's very um, toxic, obviously, to the user, but it's, um, it's way worse than secondhand smoke. We can't even liken it to secondhand smoke, not because of the how toxic it is and the mold and but that's mold is secondary but i'm understanding how now from having read a little bit about it it's a highly toxic even if it's yes. if it's uh right to newborns and pregnant women and so forth and it gets embedded in the walls and the flooring it does. And, um, and the standards for every state are different. Uh, some states don't have any standards at all for meth toxins. Other states have um, uh, very um, um, specific logistics. Uh, but uh, what I've learned mostly is that once a home is remediated, uh, meaning clean to the standard for that state, uh, including Colorado, it's not required to be disclosed. Uh, asbestos is different. If you have asbestos in your home and you remediate it, there's still maybe a disclosure requirement, but not with meth, at least in Colorado. And that's a problem because when I did my due diligence, when I had this impact in my home, uh, the levels were so high, I had several companies come, uh, remediation companies, and tell me they were more than happy to try to clean it but they didn't really think because it was a log home and very porous that they could really get, get it close to the levels that it needed to be to, um, to pass and be habitable. And it was recommended that I, you know, actually bring my home down um, and, and start over. And so that was, that was the precedence that I, that I followed uh, because it is uh, even if you encapsulate the meth in the walls, I learned from reports from experts that it could work its way through the encapsulated materials and uh, could it, it could test uh, clean now. And then, you know, down the road, the, the meth toxins can permeate through uh, the materials and resurface again. Uh, I also learned, like you mentioned, about the health risks. They're, they're significant. Uh, respiratory risks. Um, central nervous system. Um, I'm struggling finding exact data to be able to share with people, uh, but uh, uh, people at risk uh, that may may have respiratory issues or even people that, that don't. Um, there's, again, not too much data yet to be able to substantiate this. Uh, other, other people that are hugely at risk are small children, babies who crawl on the floors. It gets in the carpet. They crawl on the floors, and there's been instances of of uh, children um, catastrophically dying because of uh, meth toxin uh, contamination and exposure, as well as uh, women who are pregnant um, and who are in environments where meth is being consumed and or manufactured, oh, wow. it's transferring to the unborn babies and they are having, uh, it's been shown to have health effects. 
So Kathy, the obvious question is, is why aren't, why aren't we being, um, you know, why isn't this part of the news, not just about meth use, but the toxins for the people that buy the properties where this been, meth has been smoked and manufactured? And what are the insurance companies doing to protect us? We're spending a lot of money on homeowners insurance and whatnot. Again, Jennifer, those are all really good questions. And uh, this is where, uh, for lack of a better term, I've been channeling my Aaron Brockovich, uh, where uh, turning my mess into a message to help others. Um, I share with you that I, I put all the right protections in place. I had insurance coverages, for, uh, a renter rider on my policy, um, the tenant, although he didn't have the policy required by his lease, uh, he did have an insurance policy, but a crime was committed in the home and he was allowed to be there. And so what I learned is, is when a crime is then committed, your insurance is void. Um, so I wasn't covered. Uh, my home was not covered. And um, I have literally... So a crime was committed in the home because of the meth manufacturing right. and probably an obvious use. And then everything was null and void. Everything's that null is and void. a big flag right there. It's huge. And, and I didn't know, I didn't even know that after having, um, uh, you know, I knew there were some environmental clauses in our insurance. I think it's important. Um, and this is residential. Um, my home wasn't held in an LLC and I didn't have a business policy. And so I have looked into this um, and I've had insurance experts uh, that are in my community uh, look with all the major carriers and under residential real estate, uh, nobody has found that an insurance company is um, providing a rider for, for residential insurance. There are some protections with criminal activity and whatnot when it comes to business re real estate policies. And I encourage uh your audience, the people in your audience listening to go back to their insurance company and, and not just verbally verify it, but really sit down and, and go through their policies and understand what they have and what is available to them. And if it's not available with one, their insurance carrier, can they get those uh, protections uh, through some other insurance carrier that will provide those riders? So so yeah. what are a couple of the key questions that you recommend um, somebody in the marketplace to buy a property? And, and a lot of women these days and CEOs are working out of their home, too, for child care and other reasons, especially right. in this um, virtual work um, uptick. What, um, what, what questions can one ask um, of them, you know? Um, themselves to protect their health, their property, and so forth? Should they well, be start? Where do they start? Sure. Where do they start? Um, uh, it would be different if you were a tenant in a property versus if you were the actual property owner. Um, you also might be um, a homeowner where you're the landlord. And so who's who's staying in your home, right? Who's living in your home? And there are protections that you need to go through the vetting process uh, there as well. And so, but one of the first things that you can do, especially uh, when it comes to, if you're considering making a, a purchase is, I know it's not cheap, but I, it's highly important that 
you have a home that you're considering or any property that you're considering buying, whether it's for investment purposes, business purposes, or individual uh, purposes to live there is to have that property tested by a certified um, industrial hygienist meth toxin uh, company in your area. That would be first and foremost. It varies from area to area. There are different types of tests that um, are available. And those are some of the things that I bring experts in to speak about um, in, in this kind of environment virtually. Um, but uh, that, that would be first and foremost. Uh, secondary is how do you protect yourself if let's say you have a, a, a property where somebody else impacts your home? You know, you can, you can put all the protections in place for yourself and you can put it in the lease, but how do you collect on it if the damage is done? And that's important. But if you are a homeowner uh, that you're a landlord, you might want to talk to and get some legal advice in your area about what is needed to get a business policy on your property that would allow you to have the benefits of meth toxin contamination if somebody committed a crime in your home or or any other any other uh, drug crime because if they were uh, growing marijuana and it caused mold it might have that same impact where then you're void because it may not be legal what they're doing in your area and, and that would void your insurance too and is that consider you responsible as property owner right okay i see Please, and you say that again Please, uh, I, I didn't hear because that Because you're I'm contributing, sorry. is that um, because they consider you a contributor to the crime because you're the owner of the property? No. Why is it um, null and I, void? That it's null and void actually, because it just says in the fine print that a crime was committed. And when a crime is committed, they don't, they have an out on their policy. They, they, uh, the policy is null and void on any type of um, claim. Mm-hmm. to the damage that that crime caused. Right, but it but but that's counterintuitive. You would think that that would be one of the things that insurance would cover you on, wouldn't you? I, this is I what you're no, saying. <laughs> I had no I, I'm I'm I was just as baffled. I had no idea. Um and uh I I you know, being in lending for over 30 years, I I I'll give you an example. I um, I had a homeowner who wanted to refinance their home and they owned a dry cleaning business and the deed of trust talks about no hazardous materials stored in the property. And I had to literally ask them, you don't have any of your dry cleaning materials in your property because, you know, that creates a hazard under that particular clause on the deed of trust. But, um, but no, cr- criminal activity is totally different. So, if somebody in the state of Colorado had more than the allowable six plants uh, that each person in the household is allowed to have, and let's say they had a big grow house and the moisture caused mold because they were outside of the legal parameters of what uh, you're allowed to have in Colorado and it created mold, they, uh, my understanding is, is that they, w- they would have an out on any insurance coverage to help pay for any damage due to mold. Yeah. And you've really taken up your, you've quoted to me your mission to help CEOs protect through um, a level of prevention um, from financial 
in um, risk. Uh, you're channeling Aaron Brockovich and to defeat the dangers of meth toxins in our homes. That's a huge mission. And I, I just uh, am so grateful that you're sharing all of this with us today. Um, I know that we've heard about it. Some of us have heard about the issue on TV. Maybe some of the listeners have experienced it from meth use, um, from their own experience. Um, but I understand that this is one of the fastest growing addictive substances in America today. That is correct. I have heard that from law enforcement as well. It's highly addictive. It's um, easy to uh, obtain. And uh, these days they're making it with um, liter bottles of soda. It doesn't take a full on lab. Um, they, they find lab remnants in, uh, in Walmart bathrooms and uh, Taco Bell bathrooms where people go in. Uh, people are making it in the cars, their cars, their, you know, their RVs, their campers, uh, you name it. Unfortunately, uh, it's buyer beware, and um, it's not isolated to just properties, uh, including vehicles and other areas, um, hotels, motels. Um, Airbnbs, VRBOs, uh, we're all vulnerable as a society when we let people, not only that we do know, but people that we don't know into, into places, you know, that, uh, that we house in, uh, dormitories. Uh, and so the goal is prevention through awareness first and education. And then if there is an impact to provide the resources so people um, can understand how to navigate. Uh, I had a hundred huge hurdles in the first hundred days uh, between uh, the condemning of my home, uh, the insurance process, uh, the legal process of trying to hold people responsible for their uh, negligence and misconduct uh, and, and more. And I spent 18 months paying every month on my mortgage on a home that I could not live in. I was lucky enough to have friends and family I could stay with um, and still stay with them uh, post post closure on my home process itself during a pandemic. Uh, but not everybody has those resources. And since then, I've been able to work with other families and individuals that have been impacted by meth, meth toxins here in, in my uh, communities around Denver. And, you know, when you have to pay on the mortgage and then you have to go pay, pay to rent a place too, a lot of people don't have those resources. So uh, that's why it's important to uh, protect your health and the health of your loved ones, as well as your wealth that um, uh, whether it's, you know, whether you have reserves or you don't, uh, this has been a hugely devastating process for me. I've I've lost um, all the equity in my home. And, um, you know, at, at, at this stage in my life, uh, rebuilding is, is very challenging, but I am up for, the, um, up for the task of bringing this awareness and this education. Uh, as hard as it is to hear, people need to know that it exists and it exists in every community. Very well, thank you. And are there some key takeaways that you would like to offer the listeners today? Um, well, sure. I I think uh, I think the keys um, for one is um, I did vetting uh, as a as a lender in in residential and commercial real estate for 
over 30 years. Um, I knew the vetting process of asking all the right questions and reviewing credit. Um, I was, it was shared with me that uh, I wasn't entitled to look at some of these things that I wanted to verify. And I got verbal assurances. And I think it's important to ask for written validation um, uh, to their vetting process and then confirming that it was vetted and being involved in the uh, decision-making process if you are renting out your home to anybody who's going to be in your home. Um, I also think it's important uh, in the vetting process of, of subcontractors and other people that might be working in your home uh, uh, to know who's going to be there and and that they have the right insurances to protect you in the event of something catastrophic. It's not okay just to ask them if they are bonded and insured, but to get copies um, of those uh, certif certif excuse me, certificates of insurance to verify that they have the right coverages. Um, because I asked those questions about um, uh, insurance and uh, it was shared with me, but then uh, the validation was was different uh, when it came time to verify it. So get copies of insurances, um, the vetting. And then, you know, the other protections that you put in place, um, you know, I, I can speak a lot to, uh, and, and this might be for a, a, a different episode for your CEO listeners um, about the tools that are available for prevention of fraud, but you really have to know who your client is or your customer. Um, and that might be somebody who's in your home or in your home uh, short term or long term. There's a lot of people that do Airbnbs and VRBOs and uh, sometimes they're vetted through a, a professional third party service. And how are you protected that way? Um, what are the tools that are in place or the preventions that are in place to protect you uh, for, for anything that might happen. And uh, after, this, uh, after this episode, there may be a decision where the risk is too high, uh, the risk versus the reward. Um, I can certainly share that from personal experience when you have a health event and I chose to cover my uh, mortgages to offset some medical costs and some things like that, that the risk versus reward uh, uh, was too high for, you know, was for, for me knowing that criminal activity doesn't, um, uh, does not uh, is not covered under the insurances that I was able to uh, uh, obtain. Uh, so that that would be another thing uh, that I would suggest. So vetting is huge. You know, know uh, verify and validate the process. Know your customer, your 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 inner circle that you let in. Uh, verify it. Uh, check your insurances for coverages for riders for exclusions. Uh, business and personal. It can be a daunting process, but I promise you it'll be well worth it. And then again, the other protections and preventions that are in place to um, help pr protect you against fraud. Right. So I talk a lot about success and profitability and fellow listeners and CEOs, we really need to be protecting our business as well mm -hmm. for greater profitability. And um, Kathy, you've gone through um, an enormous hardship um, because your health, your finances have been affected. And who would have known that meth is just so toxic and dangerous? And the secondary part of that is the mold toxin as well. And so altogether, 
it is a huge risk to our health, um, not just the bottom line. So I really appreciate your sharing. And I think I that we all should visit Kathy McCarty's website again. Kathy, um, you can, um, uh, you know, definitely be on my podcast again. Listeners, go to methtoxinsawarenessalliance.com. And if uh, you want to check with the CD on the CDC website, Center for Disease Control, you can check that on meth. Um, these, um, this information has been verified. And I would like to talk with you some more sometime soon, Kathy. I would uh, wholeheartedly appreciate that, uh, Jennifer. I also have a Facebook page, uh, Meth Toxins Awareness Alliance. Uh, I've collaborated with experts in, in the industry, uh, people that test for it in, uh, in my community here in Colorado, as well as remediators. Um, I'm collaborating with uh, people in the legal industry, insurance, and more. Uh, I welcome the opportunity to talk with uh, uh folks in, in the industries of construction, uh, associations and organizations that want to bring this information to their group. Uh, we can do a virtual, uh, you know, obviously in today's in pandemic environment, we're doing a lot of Zooms and we're uh, able to uh, have up to 100 people at a time. Um, we're offering uh, this to real estate uh, organizations, property management organizations, lender associations, uh, you name it, uh, HOAs, anybody and everybody who wants to learn more, I welcome you to reach out to me and we will bring this information. And right now we're doing it at no cost uh, free uh, to your groups, uh, individual, consumer or professional to uh, get, more, uh, get more aware of it. And so you can protect your yourself, your families, your friends, and your communities. Uh, that's, you know, that's top of mind is uh, protection through prevention. Right. One of the uh, hidden financial um, risks that we should all be talking about and aware of um, because there's not much we can do about it unless we're aware of it. And thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. As I say, I'd like to have you on the show again, and I really appreciate your time and energy and um, experience and so forth for our listeners today. It's been wonderful having you on successstreet.net, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate you as well. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Success Street. Each week, Success Street brings you the latest trends in essential business operating solutions, including conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. If you'd like to hear other episodes of Success Street, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most of the other major podcast sites. You can go to www.successstreet.net to learn more and receive special offers. So until next time, we're pleased to offer you this vital information and hope you join us again on Success Street.
Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.